There we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Back at the Positive Mind. I'm Kevo Dunny with Ben Starr and Nasima Diane Deemer, bringing you some ideas, concepts, guests, try and help you lead a more positively minded life. We are in Independence Month, July Independence. We're following up last week's show, Independence, and we want to talk about personal independence. We, we scratched the surface last week about how people trap themselves. How do we trap ourselves? You know, it's really hard to see yourself. That's what friends are good for. Friends are good to see your blind spots and say, hey, you know what? You're doing a little too much on this right now. Hey, you don't really see this aspect of yourself. Maybe you can pull back a little bit. Friends are good, right? There's a concept. Friends are good. Friends are very good. And, you know, knowing yourself is also good. It is, but it's very hard, you know, without mm. a roadmap, without some insight from friends. How do we do this? Well, we're going to talk today about how you can do that, how you can do just that. You know, there's a theory in psychology that there are nine types of personalities, and y- we're all it's one of them. <coughs> so, we, you know, we kick and scream and fight against identifying a particular one. We don't want to be boxed in. We think if we right. identify with this, okay, I'm, I'm trapped. This is who I am. I can't get out of it. I'm going to be this way my whole life. Yeah. Where's the freedom and independence in that? <laughs> There's not much. But it does help to know who you are. It does it help really to know does. what you believe in, to fight what you b- fight for what you believe in, mm-hmm. and to feel grounded in life. So what's wrong with saying, you know, I've, I'm a certain type of person? personality i do things a certain type of way mm-hmm. what's the harm in doing that what's the harm in identifying those things so in psychology there's many different typologies they call them personality typologies today we're going to talk about a familiar one to this audience wbai positive mind audience the enneagram because we wanted to bring some ideas of how to make yourself more independent less trapped more free and it's only by seeing your condition first seeing who you are how you fit into all this, that you can see the ways people just like you get out of these dilemmas. So let's say you're someone who's always finding fault or always, always noticing mistakes, always seeing what's, what's wrong with a situation, always fighting for, you know, like a cause and trying to find the big idea that's going to fix everything. Do you have people in your life like that? Yeah. You know, do you know people who are really focused on you're not doing it right. You should be doing it this way. Should is a big word for these types of people. We call these people perfectionists, right? The, the trap is that they get caught up in this perfectioning. They see what's wrong, which is an asset, which is a good thing to do, right? It's a good right. thing. It's good to get yourself activated, motivated by seeing what's missing. Oh, I know what I can do now. But it deteriorates. It becomes this kind of perfectionism. It's also exhausting for it's everyone exhausting around them. for everybody. Oh, it, yeah. it becomes really exhausting when the person becomes really stressed. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How these types get really stressed and how they can get out of being stressed. Because mm. when you're stressed, everybody around you sees that you're really not a person. You're really this perfectionist. And you're right. irritating and you're annoying. Yeah, and <laughs> right? there's, no, there's no getting close to you. And that's a, that's one of the traps and one yeah. of the downfalls. So we want to help people, we want to help people cross boundaries t- with each other and connect to each other. And mm-hmm. when when so when this type of person who is very good 
at seeing the mistakes or what's wrong in a situation become stressed, then they become perfectionistic. And then they become demanding on everybody in their surroundings. Right. And, you know, become single-minded, single-focused. It becomes a trap. So that's the one type of person. Then there's another type who, and we, we call them the perfectionists, but uh, there's another type who's always, you know, looking to do for other people. You know, they're not satisfied with themselves. They can't receive anything. They have to be the one who's always out there doing for people. That's one that I've identified with, yeah. <coughs> being the helper, the one who's, mm. you know, rushing in, knows how to take care of everybody, take care of the situation, make everything that, you know, help people. Yeah. Why do you do that? I mean, I used to. I don't do it as much as I used to because some friends called me on it and mm. I really worked on, you know, sort of backing off. But it was it came out of a sort of discomfort, like a social anxiety. Because it is a kind of, of, sorts, yeah. of sorts. Like That's I really kind of didn't know, you know, what to do like in a social situation. So I just start taking care of people. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's for your own benefit. It's a way oh of detaching yeah. from other people, not showing who you really are to other people, not right. challenging that social anxiety. Right. And actually just doing and performing tasks right. for people. Yeah, it's very manageable. So we call this type the helper, the helper person. So we're going to talk about the stress to these people as we go along. We're going to be taking your calls at 212-757-5555 and see which one of these resonates with you. Because as the show goes, we're going to be talking about ways to um, feel better and get out of this. Yeah, um, like self-care for each number. Like what's the best thing you can right. do for yourself if you find yourself in these traps? Have you ever had somebody say to you, you need a vacation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So these are the, we're going to look at these types of people as mm. who needs a vacation. And just a <laughs> reminder. These <laughs> well, the I think everybody needs a vacation. The types that we're discussing come straight out of the Enneagram. Yes. Which yeah. is a personality typing system. Um very fascinating. We've talked about mm -hmm. it at length in yeah. the past, and we've decided to re-explore some of these ideas. Uh, but the two types that Kevin just described are the number one and the number two. There are nine in total. The number one is the perfectionist. So that's the person who points out flaws, who's always noticing mistakes and yeah, errors. And I bet there are lots of people out there who can identify somebody like this in their life. Of course. Right and, and the if other thing themselves. that's important to point out is that all of these types have an expression they they manifest themselves in different ways across people's personalities. So th yes, there are some mm -hmm. negative manifestations, but there are some positive well, ones too. Well, they do good things for the world. Sure, people yeah. who are perfectionists who see mistakes and see the errors of of things and th see have a vision because yeah. these types of people have a vision about the world and the way it could be. So they often work towards that. So they're very very important in our world. And as they have all, a as lot are all these people. They have a lot of integrity. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's such a, they, they're so self-critical of themselves. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is finding fault with them, but they're always finding fault with themselves. Right. Right. So they're always seeking for some kind of integrity in their, of their own mm -hmm. when they already have it. And that's where friends mm -hmm. come in. You know, friends can say, hey, you're already a good person. Right, you right. Know? If you know a perfectionist, just tell them, hey, you're doing a really great job and I see you. And, yeah. s and so the second one that we had brought up is the type number two is known <laughs> as the helper, yeah. which can be the backbone of a family or friend group, right? Yeah. At right. Their, at their best. Yes. At, at their, their best. best. At they're, their best. They're selfless. They're giving, caring. But that chronic selflessness 
can actually become really destructive, really self-destructive. Yeah. And yes. friends can worry about these people, right? Because they say, you know, you're always doing for everybody else. Yeah. You know, but when do you do for yourself? It's kind of, it hurts to see somebody who can be giving so much as a friend. Right, And you right. do sense, listening to them and watching them, that they're not taking care of themselves. So this becomes the liability. Th they're giving, they're helping, becomes their own downfall, their own liability. Right, and this is the person that you try to help and they won't accept it, too. Yeah. It's really hard for a two to accept help themselves. They don't know what their needs are. Mm. Yeah. We're going to talk more about that because pride becomes one of the traps yeah. for these kinds of people. They get so proud of what they're doing for everybody else and not needing anything of their own. So mm -hmm. nobody has to help me. And so they become proud of that and then they lose focus and then they become right. resentful that nobody's actually stopping to appreciate me. And then there's the kind of person who's always achieving and always looking for success and, and always looking good, dresses well and tries to create a nice image for themselves. And these people can be, uh, you know, very, when they get stressed, they're very demanding on everybody else. And they're, they're really struggling to be seen. And they're doing everything in their world not to be seen. Because what they're, they're holding up as their totem or thing that's important is their success. Right. And, and I think they don't ever feel like they've done enough ever. Like, yeah. they're just always constantly, like, the next thing, the next hurdle, what's the next, the next goal, the next goal, the next goal. Yeah. And, and yes. It's never, it's and never so ending. Right. And they can really and run themselves ragged. some people call ragged. our country this kind of number, yeah. this achievement-oriented uh, culture and society that we never stop to appreciate what we have, that we're selling all the time, that we're creating an image, and that there's n we lack authenticity. Yeah. That there's, a, th there's an endless pursuit um, leads to a lack of real grounding and a sense of of ourselves. Yeah, I feel like these people are never satisfied. They're not. They're not ever satisfied. But the friends would say to them, "You know what? <coughs> you don't really take care of yourself. You don't really have people that know you that are really close to you. You don't have your partners, your wives, your girlfriends, your your lovers, whoever. They uh, they're just m like not really getting to know you. They yeah. They're always complaining, right? Are you someone like this? Somebody who's achieving everything in the world, drives a nice car, has all the best toys and all these things, and somehow people feel like they can't get close to you. Yeah. Your girlfriends or your partners have always complained that you're someone, that you're so detached, you're so mm -hmm. far away from them, they can't reach you. Yeah. Yeah, because, <coughs> and, and uh, lest you think, th there's a childhood reason for all of these things, as we'll talk about possibly today. I don't know, Ben. There's so much to go There's through. So much There's just a lot with to cover, this. and I, I do want to just recap for those of us just tuning in. You're tuning into the Positive Mind here on 99.5 FM WBAI New York City, and we're talking about a few of the Enneagram subtypes. So so far we've detailed one, two, and three. One being the perfectionist. Uh, that's the person who is very quick to point out flaws or mistakes. They they tend to be very hardworking. Uh, they tend to be very principled. But on the flip side, they can lose a capacity for warmth or yeah, love. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the number two, Kevin. That's the helper. So that's the person who helps everybody and often in doing so overlooks their own needs. Right? The person yeah. that is ironically selfless in an almost selfish way. Yes. Very good right? way of putting yep. it. But there's still a tremendous help to those around them. Right? Remember, there's, po yes. yeah, there's yeah. positive, negative, constructive, and, and destructive qualities for all of these. 
And the third one being the achiever. So that's the success-oriented person who's ironically a little insecure because feels that maybe no matter what they do is good enough. Maybe they have a bit of the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like maybe they, you know, they're, they're constantly working for the approval right. of others around right. them. So if you or someone you know yeah. exhibits some of these qualities, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how you deal with it and hear a little bit of, of your anecdotes and your experiences. 212-757-5555 is the number to call. Yeah. And all these types are, are, are avoiding things, right? I mean, the, the, the person who's giving all the time is avoiding their own needs. They feel shame if they need something. So it's right. much easier to feel like I'm a big person that I don't, you know, and I can give and help everybody. Uh, because if I feel my own needs, I feel tremendous shame about my needs. So let me just keep doing out there. So all of these things that we're going to talk about today are really masks. If you've listened to The Positive Mind through the years, you know, you know, the theory is we're all living a mask, that we have this public persona that we're playing off of. And then underneath is the real person. And hopefully the people in our lives are the ones that get to see the real part of us and can tell us who we really are and tell us what our blind spots are. And because there is a tremendous need beyond and behind all of these types. And so there's a type that, you know, we call the artist, the, the person who, you know, is offbeat but is always feeling something's missing in the world. You know, th so they're often melancholic. They're often down. They see the glass half empty. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so they're always trying to, to uh, create something or be authentic themselves. Um, but then they get lost. They become lost in the fantasy, you know, as artists often can. They can get caught up in their creations and things they're doing or their plans of doing things that they, they're not grounded in life. Right. Do you know anybody like this? Do you know anybody who's melancholic and, and, and kind of always you never know what they're going to say? You have to walk around, walk on eggshells when you're around them. Yeah, yeah. I, I have people like that. And they tend to be someone who has like really big ideas but does not know the steps to get there. Yeah, and will sort of sometimes problem. go from big idea to big idea, mm -hmm. yet they don't, they just can't settle into the grounded, methodical, okay, this is step one towards that idea, this is step two. They tend to lose patience with step one, step right. two, and then they're off to the next, you yes, know, it's like they'll yes, do yes. step one, and then they're, then they're gone. Yeah, so how <laughs> do we help these people? We're going to yeah. be talking, we're going to be talking that when we get somebody like a number four or the artist type call us, we're going to, we're going to give people the answer how you can help yourself with these kinds of things if yeah. you identify with any one of the four that we talked about you know so give us we, a are call we keep it to four today because i think no, all my i don't know well, let's see i don't know let's see how I mean, we go if we yeah, get a, a good call question we'll let's uh, let's open it up and we'll take a call but uh, let's, uh we'd like to hear which which of these words do you identify with the most i'll just give you one word options perfectionist helper achiever artist Perfect. Observer, mm. loyalist, enthusiast, challenger, or peacemaker. Thanks. Is there one of those nine words that you feel your personality, you identify your personality and your your traits with, or someone in your home, someone in your family, mm. a loved one, a partner? Let us know. 212-757-5555. 
You know, it's been a while since we've done an Enneagram show. It has. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, and I want to say, the Enneagram. some of the old shows on the positivemind.org, you can find and listen to some of the old shows on the Enneagram. It will whet your appetite. Mm -hmm. But we want to give solutions, too. I mean, we you know, on the website, there are these explications of each of these <laughs> traits and fascinating um, interviews with Russ Hudson and, and Don Riso, the authors of The Wisdom of the Enneagram, which, again, is on the archive, thepositivemind.com. Um, but they don't give the answers. Like I'm trying to get Russ Hudson to back on to help us talk about what, you know, if you get trapped in being this type of way, how do, how do you, what direction? Cause there's a direction that you can go in mm -hmm. for, you know, so like if you're a two, the, the healthy direction is to go towards the artist, right? Right. If you're a five, the healthy direction is to go towards play, right. which would be the seven, the enthusiast, which we'll talk more about. So I'd love Russ Hudson to come back on and talk to us about this. But we today we want to give people a way to how to take care of this in your life. You know, um, if you're stressed and you can't really see yourself, and that's what happens when people get stressed, right? Mm -hmm, I don't really mm -hmm. see what's in my best interest. Right. And we started to talk about like what each each one, two, and three are avoiding. Well, I find it interesting that the artist is trying to avoid this sense of feeling lost. Like we talked about the artist has the big ideas. Yeah. Like they're in their destination already and there's something that you know, maybe they avoid feeling lost. Mm. The road getting there yeah. feels kind of really uncertain. They don't know, you know, when they start taking the steps, it's like, oh, I might get lost here. Yeah. I can't really hold that right. space. So like a true so artist, you know, they can see the vision. Yeah. They can imagine it in their head. They've written yeah. the symphony already. And they've painted the painting, but to actually do it and execute it, they start to feel this ungroundedness and this lostness. Right. And that's what they live their life around, trying to avoid feeling, feeling lost. They yeah. still have the artist's impulse, the artist's depth, mm -hmm. um, and also the artist's kind of moodiness, which right. can often happen with artists. Uh, but the execution becomes really a problem because it taps into that sense of being lost. And, of course, you know, artists grew up in families where... Uh, often um, they're, they felt very different from their parents, from their caretakers, both of them. Mm. You know, usually somebody in all of these numbers feels close to one or the other. But in the four, in the artist type, they don't feel like they, they feel like their parents, their caretakers are aliens. And right. all, their all their siblings are aliens. Right. <laughs> so, again, these are great, great qualities. Um, we're not, we're not, we're trying to highlight the negative parts we're trying to highlight the traps and the stresses so that we can tell you later in the show yeah. how to get out of this yeah it's kind of like how the good things go bad and so then how to get back again we're taking your calls at 212-757-5555 we have delphine on the line thanks for calling in oh hi hey how are you um, good how are you my name is delphine and um i was introduced to the enneagram through armand Devel at the demel center 20 years ago and I have to say, this has been one of the best and most helpful, um, I guess, work on myself that I've done. Um, I'm a one, and I'm very happy to be a one. Um, I really liked the the whole part about with the levels of affliction oh and yeah. how you can move up and down yeah. in those levels. And then also another part that I really, really liked was also... Um, it's not really a categorization per se, and as it's said in the Enneagram, it's like it's who you are and who you're not. Right. So it's a character fixation. It's something that you 
found helpful in very early childhood and adopted, and that's your way of dealing with it. And once you realize some of that, um, you can really learn how to make some, some very strong adjustments and use the pluses of each character fixation in your life because we all bring good things to the table and um, we don't have to dwell mm. at the bottom of the character fixation. So you, you've learned to tame your critic, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm, I'm also like, people don't view me as a perfectionist anymore. Really? And I've, well, I've learned to you know, step back on certain things. Mm-hmm. I am insistent on certain values, and I present them as such. Um, some of it is communication, of course. Um, but to, like, be stuck on a certain idea the way I used to, um, it was really hurting me on so many levels. Like, I, yeah. I, like it would stop a project from moving along, those kind of things, sure. and, and it was not smooth working with other people. Mm. Now there's a completely different dynamic going on. It's, Good for it's you. really wonderful. Yeah. Do you play? You know, as as if you listen to Armand, you know you all, you, you know that play is so important. And with ones, ones lose sight. The perfectionists often lose sight of playing and having, um, you know, unserious activities to do. Do you have some things that you are not serious about that you can enjoy? Um, lots. And I was kind of lucky to grow up in Europe, so I was encouraged to do a lot of playing, even though. Yeah, there's a couple of things. <laughs> it's kind of complicated. Um, I had like a very dominating father, which kind of contributed to some of those things. Um, but playing is like one of the most important things, and and you know I do have to think about it and remind myself that mm-hmm. I have to do it. But it doesn't. It's not as difficult as it used to be. And also, when I go into the serious mode, like everything is so serious for one. I mean, it's yes. It's like the the dark clouds come over here, <laughs> right. and thunder and lightning, and yeah. the world is coming to an end. Exactly, um, and only you, and you can fix it. You can with a very small adjustment. Yeah. No, I, me- I meant you can fix the problem. You see, that's what happens when you get into this vortex of thinking. Okay, I can. Fi- this is overwhelming, but I can fix this. And then oh, yeah, no, I stopped doing that, too, because oh, wow, you great. can't fix everything. It's, yeah. it's too much of a burden. It really depresses you. Like, it, it, it just pulls you down on so many levels. Yeah. Whereas if you can just learn to let go, um, it's the most freeing experience as of one, I think, that Thank you, you Delphine. Listen, the, I'm going to just give an idea that Armand would always throw out at you. As a one, the most important thing for you to do is to take a dance class. Oh, I've done that, and I have another <laughs> dance class in mind, and it's it's very fun, so we'll see about that. <laughs> Good. Keep calling us, Delphine. Thanks for calls. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, bye. bye-bye. 212-757-5555. So there it is. There's the one that's exactly what it is, um, this vortex that the, they go into, and they believe that, okay, it d- I don't like it. It's serious, I know, but who else is going to do it? Yeah. There's a feeling like nobody else is going to do this. Right. We lost a couple of callers, so we're <coughs> encouraging to call back two one two seven five seven five 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 five. But play is the direction, and I would like Russ Hudson to come and say, you know, these people who feel like they need to help the world, fix the world, very principled, very serious, mm-hmm. uh, are doing themselves a disservice when that's all their focus is. They need to 
have downtime. They need to have play time. Yeah, and that makes sense. It's like play is something you can't be perfection in. You know, like you can't bring that tension. You have exactly. to be responsive yes. and intuitive and yeah. spontaneous. So yeah. it makes total sense. Exactly. Um, so, so something that you can't perfect. Like, well, dancing you can, but mm -hmm. I mean... Um, yeah, but you have to be in interaction. Yeah, exactly. Two one two exactly. seven five seven five 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 five. So Ben said the set in the nine words. The next one would be the observer. The number five. Yeah, and this is a person of often who um, is uh, doesn't feel great or very comfortable around people, so they try to specialize in a in a in a kind of knowledge of some type. Mm -hmm. They have very good minds, so uh, they're feeling like I am overwhelmed when I'm with people, so. I need to withdraw and observe the scene, observe the world. In the meantime, I will gain some really special knowledge so that when I am needed, I can come out and I will be celebrated, accepted, etc. This is the stereotype of the socially awkward kind of computer mm. nerd. Nerdy guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. right. So also that's one thing about this typology. That you can often see a type. Right, yeah. uh, their body, the way they compose themselves, uh, mm. the way they dress. A four will typically dress with something y usually offbeat and colorful. Right. Uh, a seven will dress in a certain way. So yes, there are physical characteristics to all of these types as well. Uh, but the five can typically be someone with a pen in there, or you know, a, a yeah, kind of the you know the pocket geek, computer, the friendly geek, right? The yeah, guy but who's special is yeah. in a very intense understanding of one thing but it can also be the specialists like mm -hmm. you know fishermen right like yeah. guys who, who build boats or build uh right. motorcycles and tie or their build, own flies you know, or you know yeah so do you know anybody in in your world like this they're they're kind of withdrawn they're they're smart they're in you know um but they're they're observing they, they're kind of awkward uh -huh. uh and but they they have a vast array of different Jeopardy you know people who perform on Jeopardy yeah would be exactly these types of people and so as they you know as we as they keep going or they get stressed they tend to be very isolated people right yes well this is their safety they get because they get overwhelmed with people they need to retreat and become isolated yeah and that becomes their trap and all of these types have a trap these are all the traps that we're trying to help people to pull out of. We're taking your calls at 212-757-5555. We have Charles on the line. Hi, Charles. Hi, how you doing? The number that you just mentioned about isolation, what number was that? That's that was the five, five, Charles. Well, I, I, I think I'm mostly like a number nine, like a peacemaker, but I do have problems with that isolation and retreating you know, like into my art, too, so I'm not really sure what I am. But um, So do you, I, have, do you read a lot? I do read a lot. And do you have like any particular specialized areas of knowledge? Like, do you have a coin collection, let's say, or some specific or brand of like? Do you know computers really well? Something. Um, I'm a I don't know, I'm a pianist. I'm an organist. Um, I don't know okay. uh, collections of stuff. I uh -huh. no. I like to read. About, I like languages. I like to, I like reading different languages. Okay. Oh. Yes, that would be uh, a possibility of a five more than a nine. Yeah. Right? Because the nine <laughs> tends to hold back their energy and kind of be quiet. So pursuing languages is hard for a nine. So we'll talk more about it. Um, but how about you uh, in relationships? I mean, uh, do you have a partner? or? No, that's kind of been a problem, too, in terms of being more being social 
to to make those kind of relationships happen. Yeah, yeah. When you're with a lot of people, um, do you get to f- do you feel overwhelmed? Are you someone who's like on the outskirts at a party? Yes, n- 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 I'm not because yeah, yeah. I would say so, but once I maybe once that first. Uh, kind of introduction or something is made then I'm a little uh, you know I can I can mingle I can get involved but it's kind of hard for me to make the you know to be initial about that kind yeah, of thing yeah 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 and and people do you, people send, tend to have to come towards you rather you than you them if I get a vibe that I feel like I might be you know the person might be receptive I might move but then most you know I would say yeah it depends it depends. Yeah. Right. Well, we're going to flesh out the nine in a little <laughs> while, um, and we're going to tell you w- which remedies you could use, and maybe that'll be the way for you to identify yourself mm-hmm. uh, as we go, Charles. Well, uh, thank you very much for taking my call. This is a very interesting topic. You're welcome. Keep going. Thanks. Thanks, Charles. 212-757-5555. Um, so what does a five do to, to help themselves? Well, I was going to save it, but, you know, some of the I things a five can do is yeah. to, to be quiet by yourself, is uh, to take the time uh, to clear your mind and be quiet. Use your body. This is the most important thing for a five because they can live so much in their head that they, sh- they should go join a basketball team or something. They yeah. should go use yeah. their body and exercise and join with other people, you know, in a non- nonverbal way. We're going to just take a quick musical break. We'll be back after this with more of your calls. Give us a ring at 212-757-5555.
Dealer's Wheel, stuck in the middle with you. You're tuned into The Positive Mind here on 99.5 FM, WBAI, New York City. I'm Ben Starr here with Kevin O'Donohue and Nasima Diane Deemer. Great to be back with the both of you here at our studios mm. at the Positive Mind Center on West 57th Street. And we want to thank those of you who have called in. We're taking more of your calls, 212-757-5555. You know, that was just a little song to remember that a lot of us can be very easily stuck in our ways, regardless of what very type much. of personality we have. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's it's important to try to break out of those habits, those routines, yep. those negative yeah. cycles yeah. and you can and you can experience such freedom when you do that mm-hmm. you know you really can can tap into so much more in yourself when yeah. you find okay this is where i'm stuck this is what i keep sort of falling in the same hole okay mm-hmm. how can i how can i get out of that hole and all right so just a reminder the number to call 212-757-5555 we have colleen on the line hi colleen Great. hi how are you good thanks for asking colleen. hi so which, uh, do, uh, let me see. You're you're an artist. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm. I definitely have a lot a lot of two, but I like to to do the artist thing too. Okay, that's right. Okay, yeah. Now I. Where are you, by the way? Because it sounds like we get a lot of feedback. Uh, are you on the I'm beach? I'm on the parkway. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're fun. So let's let's tell you some of the things, Colleen. Uh, as a two, if you are going to identify as this helper person, that do you ever take a vacation by yourself? By myself? Yep. It's been a, it's been a long time. Yeah. When you have I've taken it just like by myself, just like me and nobody else. It's been it's been years. Wow. Where yeah. did you go by yourself? Um, I've been a few places uh, by myself. I uh, I drove to I drove to Canada by myself. How was that? Did you enjoy it? It was awesome. So this was great. You're lucky because <sighs> for twos the the remedies are pretty uh, pretty easy. For some of these numbers to try and take care of themselves is kind of an effort, but. And and at, in the midst of taking care of yourself and having a vacation by yourself, you might panic um, because you, there's nobody around for you to help. Uh, so, has that, have you had that experience? You know, I you know I did I did I did panic a little bit because I um, you know I I left but I was in a relationship with someone and I invited them to come and they had you know no interest in coming and uh, the relationship was kind of falling apart at that point right. and I kind of I kind of knew that there was nothing I could do to, to help the relationship it yeah. was it was already over at that point so all your helping didn't didn't all your giving all you're doing wouldn't have worked yeah no no I, I gave I gave everything I had and it was like you know yeah. All right. Yeah. Colleen, we're going to read the rest off the air because we're getting a lot of feedback. But always nice to hear your voice. So thanks for the call. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Take Bye-bye. 212-757-5555. Another thing for that type who always helps and is afraid of that emptiness when they don't have somebody to help is to yeah. learn to say no. Because, right, boundaries. You know, is oh. that's the biggest issue with people who are always ready to jump in and help is uh, they never practice the word no. Right. They're, really, they're willing to run themselves down 
in the service of other people yeah. uh, and lose sight of whatever they might need. Yeah. And so they never say the word no. So so take a vacation by yourself and, and get into that panic <laughs> and feel that panic and learn to say no. Um, yeah, the problem, yeah, so two so often had uh, a trouble in childhood because they felt something was missing in the home. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's take another call real okay. quick because the lines yeah. are getting busy. All right. Okay. Number to call 212-757-5555. Thanks for calling. Rob, are you there? Hi, how are you? Yeah. Good, Rob. I'm a pretty solid five. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, when I first learned of the Enneagram, uh, again, through Armand, uh, I was yeah. surprised almost shaken by how um, revealing most of the uh, characteristics of, of the five were. But it, it uh, I called because uh, it was brought to my recent attention by a two, by the way, mm -hmm. that um, a particular activity that I had been engaged in for, 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 for several years now has sort of uh, r really changed me. And, and um, you mentioned the fact that fives often find themselves in uncomfortable situations uh, in, in social circumstances. Yep. Right. And I've, you know, I've taken up uh, um, Latin ballroom dancing, yeah. and mm -hmm. it, is, it is amazing how I can walk up to the most gorgeous girl in the room and it all the only can you dance <laughs> wow you found That's the secret great. to life right there rob good for you <laughs> that takes yeah. a lot of courage for a five uh, oh, yeah the most. that's great the most. yeah yeah and it's oh. really it's really sort of uh, mm. uh changed the way that uh yeah. you know i've i've sort of moved uh socially mm -hmm. uh in a dramatic way yeah, yeah, fantastic. Because you're doing two things there, right? You're 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 using your body, <coughs> and you're smelling the person next to you while you're dancing and taking them fully in, and and uh, you're you're also breaking your isolation. You're breaking uh, your social difficulty. So you're doing really two great things there. Uh, yeah, and and it's another means of performing or not necessarily performing but gaining an expertise which yeah, is yeah. That's <laughs> right yeah. that's the other thing <laughs> so yeah so watch how much how many classes you start taking and <laughs> how, right. how you start to you know get a yeah, little overzealous <laughs> about <Okay>. it <laughs> that might be the thing to track for yourself a little bit right, okay good right. point good the point, last good thing point. rob is i'm sure armand did this with you is tell me about your grief well um you know, I really am regretting the fact that I didn't do this earlier in life. No. Because had I been able to uh, dance as I like to dance now, perhaps in my teens and such, uh, it, it would have, I, I can see that it would have changed uh, me in, in, in a lot of different ways. I, I perhaps might not, well, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I would be the same person I was before, but I would certainly be a lot different. More connected, right? More connected to people, less, less uh, isolated, less... Well, uh, I don't know that, I mean, I just think that it would have changed me in a, in a lot of ways, you yeah. know, just, just, you know, the, the way that I socialize and such, but, yeah. um, 
you know, better late than never. Better right. late. Rob, we're going to keep doing shows like this. Keep calling us, will you? All righty. Thanks, Thanks for the again. call. Two one two seven five seven five 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 five. So, so Rob just gave a really wonderful sort of shout out to all the fives out there. Don't wait. Go take a Latin go take a dance dance class, class take a, a music class. class uh, you know, go to a meetup. Use your body. Use, your, use body. your body. And not necessarily your mouth, because that's what the uh, fives yeah. are afraid of is using their words. Right. Um, they're very uncomfortable. Uh, they can be brilliant, and you know, and really explain yeah. things very, very well on special topics. But uh, generally speaking, they they have a hard time with their their words. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. here, Latin ballroom dancing, you're moving your body, which is exactly what a five needs to do, and they're learning something Socially new, interacting. and they're not having to talk. We have Martha on the line. Hello, Martha. Hi. Hey, Martha. <coughs> how are you? Uh, good. How are you? Which one do you r relate to so far? Oh, well, I think I'm a two, but I also think I have some sort of. Uh, uh, more features in some of the others that you you all mentioned. Okay. But but I'm a two. You see, I was driving home and I heard this program, so I said, you know, let me listen. So the information is very good, and I would really like to learn more about it, so I could become, you know, not different, but um, I I want to also be able to learn more about my so husband, who's a woman. Oh, oh okay. Well, he's you're perfect for him. I'm sure he's very pleased. <laughs> he's very pleased that you're in his life. Uh, I'm not so sure you for him because or him for you because um, you need uh, you need some you need to be able to receive hmm. giving right. And ones tend to want to do for big things. They don't necessarily want to do for people. They want to do for the world. Is that kind of playing out in your relationship, Martha? You know, in some ways, because um, as a as a chemist a teacher, he um, more is focused, more focused than I am. Yeah. His yeah. academics was really above mine, so I look towards him for support in that sense. I'm very outgoing. I'm very social. I can talk to a tree, <laughs> and you know, and uh -huh. get the leaves to fall. So I don't have a problem <laughs> there. But what happened is that because of what it is you're saying, some of it is right. I understand that. Mm -hmm. So now you have me thinking, and how can I get the information so I could look at it and evaluate me? So because I'm very helpful, I'm very given, yeah. I am mm -hmm. very um, supportive, and I don't, and this is where I, I have the, the hiccups in, in this. Because of how I was brought up from my mom, a very um, mm. religious background, right? And because the life was so free in Trinidad, I grew up in Trinidad. Okay, sure. So it was very free, you you know, very out of, you know, out of person. I see. I, I don't think that I, you know, and again, I was driving while I was saying this. So what I was saying is, that, hmm, I've got to check myself to see if I'm somewhere there so I have to kind of slow down but I take care of me right. so I want to know how can I apply this this you know to my to me because now that I have taken care of my kids and whatnot everybody I was going to ask you about children because you you sound like a mother and mothers yeah. are not you know mothers are giving all the time right mothers right. are tasked to give um, and <laughs> if you you know a two mother is really a double mother. Mm. You're a mother plus a mother. 
Yeah. So you're you're always giving and and it can be exhausting and finally they're out of the house and you don't know what to do with yourself. And and what well, you see that's it. There you I go. am not exhausted with giving. I am happy when I give. Right. So no. Well, how is it how is it for you to receive? Oh, I, honestly, that's that's part of the the negative there. Yeah. Because right. The part of the negative, I love to receive, right? Yeah. But I don't like to receive things or or um I don't people take me for granted that I don't like to receive. Oh, so the, and I don't like nice things. Right. Because I'm always giving and I, I, I I'm not as enough I'm very affectionate yeah. but mm-hmm. it doesn't show. Right? Okay. Uh-huh. Because I could cry for instant emotions. Uh-huh, right, but uh-huh. because of of uh, the spiritual part, I tend to look at life differently as I grow. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. what the Bible says, right? So I tend to get into it more and realize that it's all about living the life and yeah. not stressing about it and giving to those who don't have. Yeah, right. But also so to yourself, it, Martha. Yeah, I, I sound. It sounds like you know. You need to. You might want to replace all that giving you've done to give somewhat to yourself. Um, as much as or more than you give to others. Yeah. It's really important for twos to, as they say, put their oxygen mask on first. Like, take care of you. Otherwise, you're going to end up sort of yeah. doing too much. And it sounds like you've found some sort of balance in there. And and a way of giving that that is really full of a lot of joy and self acceptance. But but really, you know, at the end of the day, make sure you take care of yourself. And and in the morning, you know, do something that really feels good for you. Yeah, and you take alone. a walk by yourself. Yeah. Do you do that, Martha? Well, that's the thing. Whatever everything that you all are saying, I'm doing it because my son good. just graduated. So I am at the pinnacle of my life where. It's all about me. I take my bath. I go for my walk. I join the girl track. I am doing all these different things. Right. So now I'm doing all these classes that will that I like that I can more learn to become trainers and I'm training yeah. others. So I'm great. doing things. Yeah. You know, so I'm doing things. That sounds but, great. Yeah. Right. But the biggest thing for me is my number one husband. Yeah, who does not? I don't think he recognize like you said maybe i'm for him and he's not for me like you yeah. said it like that well he's he's a one that's my biggest yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, a little yeah. tricky so, so you married the perfect guy you p- married the perfect uh partner so that you could have an endless font of giving because you see what he needs don't you right yes yeah so you so you were smart you always said i like to give i'm gonna find some guy who's going to need me to give to him so that I don't have to mm. look at what I might need. Mm. <laughs> so you're at a so stage of life now that. Yeah. that maybe giving all these years isn't the only thing you want to do. You want to also receive some stuff and maybe even get to know yourself better. It sounds like you're ripe to read the book, The Wisdom of the Enneagram, Martha. Uh-huh. The, wisdom oh, of the Wisdom of the Enneagram. That's where, that's where we're taking a lot of these ideas from. Yeah. Because we're okay. talking about Enneagram. Ennea means yeah. nine, so Enneagram is nine ter- types of personalities. So you can look that up and find a way to, you know, g- keep getting more and more free. It sounds like you're getting more in touch with how it was in Trinidad. Yeah. <laughs> and you want you want you want to get back there. So thanks Great. for the call, Martha. 
You're welcome. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. 212-757-5555. What a lovely spirit. Though. Yeah. You know, twos have great spirits. And often the, their voice of a two, like somebody who's like high, uh, charged up from giving all the time, they have this youthfulness in their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, o- often a three won't have somebody who's always trying to achieve something. They can have like a flat affect, a flat voice because they're always driven and pursuing. Right. But a two is two gets satisfaction on a daily basis from their giving. So right. it's hard to break that trap, break that habit. They like it so much they get reinforced so often. Yeah, um, exactly. It's so reinforced in this culture that giving is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, and and it's really hard and for me is moving through the two space myself. It was like how can I how can I sit back and really like identify what are my needs? How do I feel? What do I want? How can I receive and take care of myself? So we have this other type that that is um, worried all the time. You know, yeah. somebody who's always worried about the future, always looking around scanning for danger afraid that the world is going to close in on them and and they're not going to have anybody to help them out who's that uh there are plenty of people like that in the world plenty and and, you know as resources get scarcer and scarcer more and more of these types will emerge because these are also the types called the pathfinder they find a way out because they're so consumed in worry all the time Uh they find a way to bring good things to the world also they find right. solutions so they're also great trouble shooters they're, they see danger down the line so they'll know we don't want to go in that direction we need to go in that direction right and who's um, that who's that what, so what, we what call what them the doubter in in the enneagram um or the loyalist too, or the right? loyalist or the pathfinder right so i like pathfinder i think yes. that's a good word are you yeah. the pathfinder are you the one who finds the way out of the escape room mm. <laughs> you know and you can <coughs> see these types with the way they move their eyes nasima because mm. um you can be sitting next to them and their eyes are darting all over the place you know they're just like looking left, for the right, exit straight looking left, for the right. exit they're always yeah. moving because they're they're afraid there's this real a fear that danger is not far away and they have to be the ones to prevent it prevent uh-huh. danger from happening so do you have people in your life like this um the uh they're also looking f- they're seekers right they're, they're mm. seeking a, a a belief system and a knowledge that will take care of all these worries so they don't have to worry anymore we'll help them feel safe again and we'll help th- help them feel safe so you can yeah. imagine what they felt like uh, growing up in childhood these this habit develops and all these habits the two, the achieve, the the giving, the achieving, the the artistry, the observing. These all develop in childhood. This, the doubter often didn't feel safe in their right. home. Right. So how could they help themselves? The well, doubter. Let's see. How can the self? They can help themselves. Uh, see how much time they're spending worrying and preparing for the future. Mm. Right. So they pull themselves out of the present and they keep their mind busy by thinking about the future. Stop and recognize when you uh, have done something well. This is notorious for these types of people that they are always on to the next worry. That right. When, they, when they've achieved something and done something well and had a good experience, they don't absorb it. They don't trust they it. They don't it trust seems. it. They don't enjoy it. They're busy moving. Oh, but the next thing, the world is going to end tomorrow, so I have to get busy on that. <laughs> I have to get busy <laughs> on that. <laughs> Got to plant some trees. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, also, you know, one of the things is th- 
these fears and insecurities can be a way of avoiding real life. Yeah. And that's also what these traps are about. People feel trapped in all of their giving or achieving or doubting or observing that it's a mask. It's kind of, y y it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So one of the things the six of this doubter needs to do is to, s to stop and say, what am I running from? Why am I needing this worry mm. when there really is no danger in the environment? I'm fine today. Right. So taking risks would be another way. That's a counterphobia part of being this this type of personality. Sometimes they need to get things done by going against what they're afraid of. Mm -hmm. So to very to go in the very direction of your fear, it's called counterphobia, uh, is very important for six. Because of all the numbers, this one is the one that's most afraid. Right. Right. So the, so the, the nine anxiety. and the eight and the nine are very, ang you know, can be anger types. But the six type is the center of the mind, the thinking types. And so yeah. um, fear is becomes this big issue. So going against the fear is the big important thing for this type. And determining safety, like really finding safety. That's something I counsel people who are in a lot of fear. It's like to, to, to let your eyes not just dart around looking for the exit, but to just see that you're safe. Let your eyes determine your safety rather than your danger. Right. No, we're yeah. not ending yet then, are we? We're coming oh to the end. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. We only got to six of the nine. We might be able next week. Uh, we are having a guest, I believe, next week. Maybe, yeah. Uh, we'll to see. talk about uh, mental health um, and minorities. Minorities. And we're and hoping to get Medicaid her. And the change see. of Medicaid law of... Uh, for mental health issues. So lots of changes happening in mental health. Yeah. And we hope to bring maybe that to you next week. Otherwise, we'll finish these. Yeah. And maybe take a whole show of calls next week. So Sounds great. Yeah. Thanks to everyone who called in today. And thanks to all of you who tuned in. We're the Positive Mind here on 99.5 FM WBAI in New York City. Here every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. And you can find us on the iTunes Store free podcast if you ever miss an episode. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Take care.